This is your host, T. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Geek Vibes Nation. Geek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy Sunday. Happy Monday. Whenever you're listening to this, the best thing that I can say is happy Halloween because it is not just a singular day celebration. It's a monthly celebration. So happy Halloween to all of the listeners out there. Welcome to the Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. As always, I'm your host, Tia, and I have with me the amazing Brittany. How are you doing this morning? For an introduction for, like that, I feel like I should be like some kind of hero, you know, like the uh, the Amazing Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're a Twitch streamer. Your your signia is uh, itty bitty Brit. So yeah, and uh, before we go any further, Brittany celebrated a very special anniversary. No, it's cool. not anything romantic, because you know who cares about those. But no, uh, her. She has celebrated her one-year anniversary on Twitch. Yay! What'd you do, Brittany, for it? I was very excited because, you know, this year has been crazy. But uh, we ended up, I made a shrimp and asparagus stir-fry over white, uh, sticky white rice. But the the problem was is I uh, decided I would do garlic, chop it by hand. But I totally blanked on how to chop garlic, and everybody was giving me such shit about it. And I said, I said, it's a lot different when you're cooking in front of people and they're staring at your hands while doing it. And then um, we had that, started pumpkin carving, and Aaron made a skillet cookie. And it was fluffy and awesome, and we had uh, vanilla bean ice cream on it. And then I promptly died afterwards because I was very, very sleepy from, from the excitement of the day. And even Tia got to stop then. I did see a little, and I saw that some people were giving you some shit about how much garlic you were using. And I was like, um, me, I'm a massive fan of garlic. So I was like, if anything, she should be using more. Uh, <laughs> uh, anytime I read, like, a recipe and it's, like, two cloves of garlic, and I'm like, you really mean four, right? Like, four yeah, yeah. cloves of garlic. Um so I'm a big fan. I didn't see how you were chopping it. I just saw you were taking, like, five efforts to peel them, and I was just like, okay, I need to, like, step away for a second. <laughs> I had um, my hands shaking because I was nervous, oh. and I was like, because uh, I, I hadn't done a cooking stream, and I was like, I'm already anxious, and people give me shit. I was like, I, it's like I forgot how to use my hands. <laughs> You know, I feel like, you know, what we should do one day, because Cindy and I have done this a few times, her, because, you know, with, like, COVID and all that, you really should be social distancing, and you and I especially live in two separate states. Her and I have done, like, Skype mukbangs, and I'm like, maybe we should do a Skype mukbang one day. I, any excuse to eat, Tia, I'm like, you know, <laughs> I could do that on a normal day, so I'm all game for it. Oh, uh, completely. Um, Brittany texted me. She was like, you've been on your cooking game recently, which it's like I was never really like a cooker. 
which is weird because, like, my mom and my grandmother are fantastic cooks. It's not like I don't come from, like, a lineage of fantastic chefs, but... Um, and certainly they tried to teach me as a kid. That's another thing. People are sometimes ask, oh, they didn't teach you. It's like they tried, but I was too much of a couch potato where I was like, I'd rather watch cartoons or something. I don't want to get up and actually go into the kitchen and watch. <laughs> so um, that was my, you know, it was my fault. But anyway, so I've been trying to cook because, you know, I've been living now on my own. This is going on to my fifth year living um not on my own I live with my boyfriend but living out of the comfort of my mom's fantastic cooking (laughs) so I've had to obviously try to learn how to make meals myself and you know like um I don't know if you ever really watched the food network back in the day Brittany but there is this uh celebrity chef called Sarah Lee and her program was called Her program was, like, semi-homemade. So it was, like, making food at home, but, like, not everything is, like, made from scratch. Um, So it's, like, that's how I feel, where it's, like, yeah, I'm making things, but, like, say, not everything I'm making, like, from scratch. Like, yesterday, the food that I gave you was literally a salmon burger, but I didn't make the salmon burger myself. I got it at ShopRite, and then I made the rice. So it's, like, again, (laughs) semi-homemade. It looked really good, though. I was impressed because I know you had said about, like, cooking, you know, beforehand. You were kind of like, eh. But, like, now I was like, dang, she's really coming into it. I, so what I did was, this is really funny. Um, I, I thought it was. I wanted to make, like, a sauce. So I made this, like, um, honey mustard, like, reduction sauce, right? And I had scallions, and I chopped up, like, way too many scallions, so the picture just looks like it's a mountain of scallions because, like, I just chopped way too much, and I was like, I didn't want to throw it out, but then at the same time, like, if I save this, I know I'm not going to use it again, so I just threw it all on the plate. It was good. It was good. I will say um, one thing is that, you know, it helped me a lot, and for those who are listening who maybe aren't cooks, they don't even know where to start, because that's a big problem if you aren't a cook. It's like you don't even know how to, like, start in being creative or anything like that. Um, HelloFresh, like, you know, HelloFresh really helped because they give you the uh, recipes and you just follow them, but they give you, like, ideas. So even if you don't, like, stick with HelloFresh, because we didn't, you know, it's not really the most cost-effective thing, especially during a pandemic, but, you know, just keep the recipes, and you can at least, you know, um, buy your own ingredients and uh, emulate those recipes, or at least have ideas of how to, like, make sauces, how to do this, how to do that. Yeah, I was going to say with that, it's, like, it's good for having it for a little while long enough to get used to what exact ingredients you need and then being able to like recreate it your own and do it cheaper. Yeah. I never suggest like having that as your main source because you're going to be paying like an astronomical amount um, for maybe three or four meals. That's um, what you would call it like 
$60-70 and that's just one meal. You're still going to have to eat the rest other meals. You're still going to have to, you know, cook rest and they don't give you a lot with HelloFresh which I guess is supposed to be like a diet control thing. But anyway, my point is like as you said, you do it for a little while where you're getting used to it, maybe you feel a little bit more confident in the kitchen. And then you're at least going to be able to do your thing. I know this turned into like such a cooking talk, but um, as as someone who, again, literally could burn water at some point to be at least at the level that I'm at now is really cool. And I get this like odd satisfaction when I make a meal. I would say like, Definitely cooking more and having it turn out good as, like, say, like, a restaurant, which um, it, it gives you that confidence. But really quick, I was going to tell you about, um, on, on the subject of food, a very uh, disappointing uh, food experience I had recently. And you'll oh. laugh at because I whenever uh, Tia comes to Arkansas, it's also about, like, where we eat, if it's good or not. But, um, so there's a kind of like a Mexican restaurant. It's kind of like, oh, it has either just, you know, regular food, like diner food or like Mexican food. And there was like a, like a breakfast skillet. And on the picture, it was like basically a skillet of like chicken, onions, green peppers, you know. And in the center was like two, uh, sunny side eggs just floating on top, right? And I was like, man, that looks really good. Almost like the pan itself had, like, cooked it. Like Japanese food, right? Or or any other kind of Asian food. I was like, man, I was like, that looks re- yes, I was like, that looks really good. And so I order it. And I get it there. And I'm like, okay, there's no eggs. And they're like, oh, the eggs come separately. And I was like, okay. And I was looking at the skillet. And I was like, well, this don't really look like the picture. And then they came up with the eggs. And I said, Tia, Tia. They weren't sunny side. They were scrambled eggs just on the side. There was no salt or pepper on them. They were the most tasteless eggs I had ever. It felt like I was eating, like, you know when the eggs are just, like, watery? Like, they just taste like water, and you're just sitting there. And it would have been one of those moments that Tia has this thing where, um, if she doesn't like something, she'll, like, kind of scrunch up her nose and do this left or right kind of look. <laughs> I'm doing it now. Like, I'm doing it now. That sounds so bad. To me, it's like, I don't know. How do you fuck up eggs? Um, I Yeah. No. And it was so no. funny because... Um, we we had uh we had decided to eat breakfast with a friend, right? And he was sitting on the opposite side and he had sunny side eggs and he said, You know, I'm getting really full, you know, you know, why don't you have them? And I was like, And they looked like really good sunny side eggs and I bit into them and I didn't even like those. I even salted them a little bit and I was like, I don't know where you got these eggs but I do not like them. And you know how I love my eggs, Tia. Tia knows how much I love my eggs. I really liked when I went down to Arkansas that di- that other diner. I guess we don't want to like use names or something, cause, uh, but you know, it's the name of the diner is the Shape. Um, I thought that they had. I think I had gotten an omelet and it was really good. Um, I it, it's because you're in the South and like everyone uses like lard for everything, I guess. But uh, it was really. <laughs> I, was, I, I 
remember their omelets, they're always, like, really greasy, but really good. Man, they got some good eggs. Like, my dad, because well, I work for my parents, and a lot of times they'll be like, oh, do you want to get breakfast together? And dad will take me there, and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. But I will say, um, amazingly, amazingly, you know, for how... Um, it looks like Doug Dynasty, Tia says. It does. Everybody actually wears their mask, and I was like, oh, there's people at Home Depot and Walmart that are, like, walking around without their mask, but you take, like, the most redneck, hillbilly-type area, and they're actually, because it's a bunch of old people, I guess, they're, like, actually wearing their mask, and I'm like, thank God. I, <laughs> for humanity. I only said that, like, affectionately, you know? Like, I, oh, when I, know, I walked I in, I was like, they all look like they belong at Duck Dynasty. But it's funny because my dad would watch, like, Duck Dynasty and shit. So it's like, it, we watch it just like everyone else watches that program. But I just thought it was funny. But uh, if you're listening to this, no, <laughs> this is not a uh, top ten food show. This is our top ten. We are doing the top ten Halloween songs because I figured let's take a break from movies and TV shows. Let's kind of, you know, again, I love Halloween. Um, so what gets you in the mood to for spookiness more than, you know, music, right? I will say really quick before we get into uh, messages from friends of the podcast that um, on Hulu recently they released Hellstrom, and I highly recommend it. It is, as I like to say, Marvel's Forgotten Child because it is actually a Marvel production, but they dropped the emblem from the uh, title because it's very spooky. And so they didn't want people, kids who are looking to stumble upon like Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff stumbling upon this because it definitely deals with like demons and shit. And in general, this was kind of like the last of Marvel TV shows that aren't going to be on Disney Plus. So I feel like Marvel completely like... Um, Oh, God, what's it called? Not divorce them, but uh, anyway, gave them up for, like, foster care or something. So, but either either way, Hellstrom is really good. It's definitely um, Halloween material if you're looking for something spooky with demons and shit. I certainly recommend it. It's 10 episodes on Hulu. Watch it. But... Before we get any further, let's get into some messages from friends of the podcast. We, of course, have our friends over at Stranger Damies, and Stranger Damies is the ongoing real play D&D podcast from the main Damie family of podcasts. Join them every Wednesday as the Wild Stallions traverse the many traps and tribulations that Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition has to throw in their path. There's elves, weird half-dragon people, conspiracies to uncover, and more references to the 1980s than Ready Player One. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcast services by searching Stranger Damies, and make sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Damies. Stranger Damies is also a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can, of course, find us at geekvibesnation.com. I feel like D&D is very Halloween-ish, so again... Um, Uh, keeping up with the theme and of course make sure that you check out our friends ricky and jacob at music city drive-in they go through the award seasons of every year and talk about who should have won as opposed to who actually won Brittany, let's get into our podcast of the top 10 halloween songs you're of course going to start us off with your number 10 
I was going to say when I sat back and the moment you you suggested this podcast, I uh, thought of Monster Mash. I'm sure <laughs> as a little kid, you've heard this song a million and ten times. Like, I feel like it's old enough. I, I actually have to look at the age of the song. But Monster Mash is the song that, I, like, there's going to be a lot from movies and everything, but Monster Mash is the one that I remember when I was little. I had a, like... I'm trying to remember if it was on CD or, uh, cause I, I'm in that age bracket, Tia, where I can remember my parents having cassettes in the house, but I also remember having CDs in the house, and I'm trying to remember which one I saw it on, but I'm telling you, I listened to this thing over and over and over, it had, like, a group of, like, the, uh, the witch doctor, you know, the ooh e ooh Wait, I can't dare you say it, but you know which one I'm talking about. And it had Monster Mash. And I always thought it was so funny, like, basically, like, thinking of a party that had all these different creatures there and, like, what they were doing. But I think, like, through school, I heard it everywhere. During Halloween, I hear it everywhere. I Like, anywhere I go, I'm feeling like, oh, I'm always hearing the Monster Mash. And I always felt like it was such, like, good for kids, good for adults, that you just kind of hear it everywhere, I guess. <laughs> I looked up, and the original Monster Mash song came out in 1962. So it's been around a really long time, and it's certainly synonymous with Halloween. Um, I've gone to plenty of Halloween parties where this was on the soundtrack. If you try and Google Halloween songs, Monster Mash always comes up. It definitely makes you think of, like, a party where, like, uh, Dracula and Frankenstein are all chilling out having, like, punch and stuff. I always imagine punch is part of the package here. Um, it's one of those parties where, like, a bunch of, like, middle-aged people, like, working people are always like, this is our <laughs> Halloween party. But, uh, I think hey, don't, 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 don't trash on that. That's going to be us when we're in our, like, 40s and 50s. Well, I know. Like, you know when people, like, there's always the Christmas party, like, the office Christmas party. It makes me think of the office, like, Halloween party. Because, um. Also, I loved in the song how everybody's, like, basically, like, oh, it's spooky, it's scary. And they're like, oh, and then they did the mash. And you're like, what? They did the, I remember as a kid, I was like, what's the mash? I was like, they're like, Apparently, like, zero. <laughs> At least I was. I was sitting there like, what's the mash, Mom? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel like you couldn't have a Halloween um, songs sort of list without including the Monster Mash. It just seems very... Um, like, as if it wouldn't be complete, right? No, I mean, I've heard this song in movies, TV shows. It is so the typical Halloween song. And it kind of, oh, it's like, you know, I really wish that this whole goddamn pandemic wasn't happening. Because it's like, I was sitting there going like, oh, what are we going to do for Halloween? And it's like, it probably isn't like a good idea to try and like, throw a party or go to a party but i'm telling you Brittany, i used to throw some crazy halloween parties 
back in the day. Like when I lived at home with my parents, they always went on vacation um, uh, around the Halloween time. And I like my mom was okay with me throwing this party. Right. And for years, like, I was the one who threw the parties and, you know, it was decorated, everyone's dressed up and it was like really fun because I want to say this, that when you're a kid, right, you dress up for Halloween and then you go, at least for me and like people around me, it's like, and then you go through this like stage in your like teen years where you're like, that's such a kid thing. I'm not a kid. I'm not going to dress up for Halloween. And then you get into your early 20s and you're like, fuck, I'm going to dress up again. And then you add alcohol. So it's like an adult, like, <laughs> thing, you know, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. like, it was, the, it was the funnest thing in say my early to mid 20s where it's like capturing upon the Halloween party again, again, just with alcohol. I know. I was gonna say one of the first times I ever came over to your home was actually during Halloween. Yes, exactly. So you and know, I, I forgot about that. So you know yeah. my Halloween party. Yeah, I was gonna say it was the second time I ever came to New York. I remember. I remember this. It was. Uh, I remember. I don't know where your parents were, but I remember like uh, Cindy was there. Uh, they were on vacation. They yes. always go to Saint Martin around. Uh, the Halloween time, which actually they're not going this year because of everything that's going on, which is probably the first time in the past, like, 10, 14 years that they aren't going to be there for Halloween. But, yeah, that's why, because they were never around, so I would have the apartment to myself. I remember that. Um, you know, what's crazy, though, my first time coming to, like, New York, though, I always remember that uh, Polly was there. I always remember that Polly's there because that was when I went, Tia, you know what I noticed about New York? It's like, what? There's dents on everybody's car. And you looked around. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And seriously, I didn't start realizing that until you said it. And now it's so obvious to me. I'm like, yeah, she's right. (laughs) Every car has a dent in it. You know, um, this is like a side note, and the, and I think a reason that me and T are being more like loose with what we were doing is because it's like we're talking about songs, and there is like your feelings behind them, but there is like where I could be like, yeah, like Monster Mash, and go on. But I was gonna say, um, oh, it was so- wait, now now I'm forgetting it, Tia. It was something about uh about New York and about with the car. Oh, when I watch all those like dash cam videos, it's always freaking New York that has somebody like hitting a car and then being like, fuck this shit on now. And then they're gone. They're gone to you. There's no like exchange of insurance. It's like, it's like a, like a, like, well, you shouldn't have been parked there sort of way. Like the attitude and then they're gone. Oh, please. Um, I, my first real car was a Dodge Neon, right? And I had that for years. Right. And I went to I went to Best Buy, right? I, I, I remember I was going to Best Buy, but, like, Best Buy was on, like, a strip of stores. So it's, like, this big, big parking lot. And I parked all the way in the back of the parking lot because I was like, I'm going to get my steps in, right? <laughs> like, uh, I th- I think I had read something at the time where it's like, you know, easy ways to try to help yourself be healthier and lose weight. Like, you know, don't park so close to the place that you're going, like park further away. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to park all the way in the back of the parking lot, right? I go in, I come out, there's this massive dent 
above the back tire and it looked like someone like slammed their freaking door in so hard while they were getting out and they were like oh shit yeah and I was like thanks a lot asshole for doing this (laughs) um thanks I got a fucking dent in my car so yeah that no that's totally like the uh attitude of everything I will say um before we move on There was this one time where I I was younger. I don't know if I had, like, first got my license or it was at least in, like, the first few years of me having my license. But there was one time I was on the highway and I went to, like, make a, like, get into another lane and I didn't see that there was a car next to me. And our our mirrors touched, like, the mirrors of our cars touched. And we both pulled off to the side of the road, you know, and we we assessed that there was no real damage or anything. There wasn't any damage at all. I think there was, like, a scuff on my mirror, right? And so then we were like, okay, that's fine. Goodbye. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, shit. (laughs) It was, was uh, like, you'd still, like, exchange insurance and stuff in New York. They're like, I ain't got time for this. I got places to go. I'm in a hurry. Leave me alone. Well, again, a lot of people don't have an insurance in the first place. So, um, but true facts. Never mind. <laughs> so the okay. number ten is mo- it, it's really the truth. Um, but number ten is Monster Mash. I'm going to get number nine, and I am going to do uh, it. It's a very familiar song, and it's going to be the Adams Family theme song. Because I'm sure that everyone grew up, you know, I know no one can hear the the snapping of my fingers, but I'm so it's like I mean that is such a like what like that part alone but then you know there's more to songs like the creepy and the spooky you know and it's like I loved the Adams Family right both the live action version of the Adams Family there were cartoon versions of the Adams Family um actually uh Adams Family had a brief run off Broadway where Nathan Lane played um the father Gomez and I saw it and they had the theme it's like it's such a joyous little song and it's so like everyone knows what to do right like everyone knows when it starts going it's like you snap your fingers right and I just love this freaking song so much it's so much fun like when I was thinking of Halloween songs I was like I have to put the Adams family theme song just because it's it's so great did you watch a whole lot of adam's family growing up i did i I have very fond memories of like uh that was the cartoon right they used to have the cartoon and they used to have uh i'm not crazy right there was a cartoon no no there was okay Okay, um, so when I was little, you know, my parents used to have a clothing store, and right next door was a movie rental place, and it was all VCR, right, like VHS tapes, and I remember that there would be, like, these little tabs, and constantly, I'm telling you to you, like, Adam's family, I must have checked out, like, a million times there, because they had, like, a deal with my parents, because since we were right next door, and I was always with my parents, 
that they would just let me, like, as long as I could get the video back the same day, they would just let me do as many videos as I wanted, right? And just bring back, and I remember, I think I, I think I was probably one of the sole reasons they never had Adam's family, like, in, uh, in stock, because I think for a kid, definitely the movie itself is so, it was so interesting, because when you have, like, where, like, the good characters are always, like, very cute, very, like, oh, very by the nose, very, you know, like this, and then you have, like, the quote-unquote good guys are, like, oh, you know, there's plenty of murderers in their family. You have Wednesday that's very, like, um, <laughs> basically, like, at one point trying to kill her littlest sibling, you know, or, you know, doing all this bad shit, and, like, um, oh, what was his name? The the guy that they, um, <sighs> Shaq called the one guy that uh that actor you like the basketball oh, God. lurch and like but i feel like that song is so iconic like you even have on youtube or singing the song and then like <laughs> like bouncing their beak on it for the clicks like um for the click part of the song they like bounce their beak on the desk and make the little click noise and it's just Oh no! Very iconic. Very like I think anyone could you could go da 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 you know like sorry you guys say it like as soon as you start it's like you you gotta join in. But um, but definitely like I I love seeing like the Morticia cosplays and have you seen like did you not think like Gomez and Morticia were like goals as a kid? Goals. I'm telling you that kiss up the arm was always so funny to me because as a kid like little so I wasn't like being just crazy weird but like trying to like do that to someone where you're like wait it goes all up the arm it's like what is this it's not just a hand kiss you know you'd be like tish that's French and then like start like you know doing it it's like no I loved it because it's like I love the idea of, uh, so you had the Adams Family, which originated as, like, a black and white sort of uh, program, right, like, back in the 60s, and <laughs> you and you also had the Munsters, which was very similar, like, the Adams Family and the Munsters definitely had, like, very similar concepts, um, for some reason, Adams Family became more mainstream and public, I actually really love the monsters i want to say like at least based on the original shows i actually like the monsters better but with adam's family it's like i love the idea of having this whole like gothic sort of family who are just like they're good people but they are you know promoting originality like i love like just how like comfortable they were in their sense like to them the rest of the world was the abnormal ones um and i love that about it like morticia adams was just so beautiful and so like confident in herself you know and she had her man who loved every single thing about her it was just so great and then the side characters you know wednesday adams you know all of them just were so um like they're so pop culture, like steeped into our pop culture, right? And I know that 
you know, they've done other movies. Now they did, I think, like an animated movie. It's like, and as I said, it was a Broadway play. So it's like Adam's Family continues to be reimagined more and more. And I love it because, again, I was a goth kid. And it's like I didn't look at, you know, other couples and go, oh, hashtag goals. It's like, no, you looked at, like, Gomez and Morticia and you're like, hashtag goals. <laughs> right, right. And I was going to say, by the way, with the monsters, I still laugh over the one girl. They're like, oh, she's so unfortunate because she was the only one. And she's like, you know, gorgeous. She's beautiful, very cute. And everybody's like, oh, my God. I mean, I'm so sorry about her. She's just so hideous. And you're like, wait, what? What? I have to tell you, for a while, the monsters was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but... It wasn't too long ago. It had to be a couple of years ago that I saw it on Netflix, and I was like, let me watch it. Like, because it's something I watched with my grandparents, right, specifically my grandpa. And it's like, you know, is it something that I watched and I liked when I was a kid, but maybe it didn't hold up? I'm sorry. It's still funny. Like, it's still watchable. The production value is good. Like, I watched it, I'm like, you don't even care that it was, like, in the 60s. It's still good. And it has, like, all these life lessons. Like, the head of the family, the guy who looked like Frank, the Frankenstein monster, Herman, I think, monster was his name, yeah. has, like, all these, like, great freaking, like, messages. He's like, it doesn't matter what you look like. You know, we're all equal, blah, blah. And it was like, they're spouting this shit out in, like, the 60s, you know, in a program like this. And it's, like, that's so cool to me. I loved it, but you're right. And the Adams Family had one of those as well, right, where it's, like, you have the quote-unquote normal-looking woman and everyone in the family is, like, oh, how unfortunate for her. (laughs) She'll never find a good man. What it was in the Munsters, they were, like, Oh, <laughs> I know, just like make sad noises, the sad expressions. But no, I thought this one was great, too. As soon as like you said it earlier, I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Love it. Um, let's move on, Brittany. What is your number eight? I think I'm gonna have to go with. Um, I'm gonna come go with the uh, the Oogie Boogie song from uh, oh the Nightmare God. Before Christmas because uh, I will admit I had not seen the Nightmare Before Christmas until I had actually watched it with Tia as a uh, young adult and um, I tried to think of the word for it I but I had known this song I had known this song because it was so like iconic and I it's Oogie Boogie has such like a very recognizable voice. Like, uh, it's very playful. It's almost like what I think of, like, um, you know, with, like, the, like, 1940s with Frank Sinatra and, like, uh, the guys that would do, uh, like, the trumpet and they have, like, the very, like, de- like, like, uh, like, Louis. Like that I was going like, to say, like, Louis, Ar- like, Louis Armstrong. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he is very, he's very playful, but it was like definitely in the movie where you're like, okay, you have uh, Jack Skeleton, and you go, well, he's kind of scary because you know he's the scariest dude there. You have all these creatures, but then you have Oogie Boogie that even like the children tremble when he's around. Even Jack is like, like, oh hell no, when it comes to Oogie Boogie. But like, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Like, I think it was like it was. 
scary, but also like where you're like, yeah, I get he's supposed to be scary, and I get he's a bad guy, but the scene slaps. Like as soon as like I'm gonna, like after we get off of here, I'm probably gonna re-listen to it too, because. Um, <laughs> And I guess it is pretty gross that you realize, like, Oogie Boogie's just, like, a sack of insects. And that's pretty, uh, that's pretty scary. I'm not big, uh, I'm not, like, very scared of insects. Like, my sister-in-law, she, uh, if you find a spider in the bathroom, she will not go in that bathroom unless you kill it. If she knows it's in there, she will not go in there for the rest of the day. She'll go use the other bathroom. And so, um... So to think of someone that's like, yeah, okay, I get why he's considered one of the scariest. Which, I don't know why Oogie Boogie wasn't allowed to maybe possibly, was he not allowed to, like, win the, like, oh, the scariest person? Or did Jack always just beat him? No, is that, because he was literally, you know, it's like, if you... And this song will appear later on the list, but in the beginning of the movie Nightmare Before Christmas, you know, one of the townspeople says, you know, that's our job, but we're not mean, you know. It's like they're really just doing, like, scare things just because, like, that's their job. It's Halloween, but it's like Oogie Boogie, like, literally is, like, devouring fucking, like, children and shit, and he's, like, evil. It's like, you know... Jack didn't like him because he was a bad person and it's like they're not trying to be bad they're just like doing their job it's kind of like remember in Monsters Inc like the scare things like they have to scare you know the kids and shit it's like that's how it was but like Oogie Boogie was actually like sadistic he's like the type that's like oh we weren't supposed to kill them and it's like well you didn't say not to kill them so (laughs) where do i get my way that actually makes a lot of sense because i was was like well he's pretty scary you know why you know wouldn't he be like the pumpkin king which all those songs are great, and I know we're gonna get into those too but it's as soon as you say like oh you know, Halloween music, I always instantly do think of Nightmare Before Christmas because that was, like, the goth kids' anthem, like, their movie. Like, I, I'm telling you, all those kids back in that day, most of them have uh, Nightmare Before Christmas tattoos. Like, oh, I... yeah. Yeah, definitely. I always, like, look back and, um, like, I'll look at the kids that were, like, really the, like, emo kids and they... They all have that tattoo. They all have some kind of tattoo of it. Not, like, knocking on it. I'm just saying, like, that's that was, like, their anthem. That was a big part of everything for them. I Let me give you, like, two backgrounds, right? First is, yes, I had a friend in college who was obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, everything she owned definitely came from Hot Topic, and it was Nightmare Before Christmas-themed hoodie beanie pants whatever she definitely had a sally tattoo um but i loved nightmare before christmas growing up um still to this day obviously like you're talking about it's like i'm singing in my head but um when i like quick background when i grew up right um the apartment building that we i grew up in was an apartment building that my grandma had lived in for some point. And one of the neighbors, uh, my aunt Lil, she was one of those women where it's like, we weren't blood related, but 
that had been my grandma's like best friend since I was a kid. And so that was my aunt Lil, amazing, lovely woman. Like she was so great. Um, and she watched me a lot when my mom was at work and uh, she had a son who was uh, very much like a biker and everything like that. And he had like, and he didn't live there anymore, but all of his like VH te- uh, VHS tapes are there. And in one of the VHS tapes was A Nightmare Before Christmas. And I used to watch it all the time when I went to Aunt Lil's apartment when she would uh, babysit me. I remember, there was one, I remember there was one time I went over to be babysat um and I was like you know okay I'm ready to watch Nightmare Before Christmas and she's like oh she was like Mark came and picked up some of his VHS tapes and he took and he took Nightmare Before Christmas him and I remember being so heartbroken because I was like did did you cry I mean I don't you know it was so far back I can't remember if I cried uh but I remember not being happy I was like why does he have to bring it with him he doesn't even live here anymore (laughs) (laughs) this is my house now (laughs) so I just remember just being like a a semi-mad over that but you know of course when I like uh you know it was mine it was mine. Uh, but then, of course, you know, um, as soon as, like, DVDs became a thing, my parents, like, bought me, you know, the DVD. So it was good. Everything was fine. Um, but, now I love the Oogie Boogie song. Um, it's so, like, the way it's done, it's like, the Oogie Boogie song, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you can't help it, like, when you sing it. And, like, as you said, he has this, like, baritone voice where he's yes, just, like. Yeah, it's so good. And it's so, like, like this almost twisted carnival. Because if, even if you remember the scene, they're on, um you know, that, like, spinning thing where he has, like, you know, he's very much like a gambler, you know. He always has his dice, and and it looks like he has, uh, oh, God, the slot machines and stuff like that. So it's very, like, this, like, very twisted sort of, like, carnival feel to it. And he is, yeah, he's a scary character. And as you said, when you find out that he's literally just a sack of insects, you're like, yeah, that's oh, pretty um i mean he was a pretty bad guy he wanted to kill both santa and sally yeah he did not care he was like uh why did he want to kill them though because i know why he wanted to get sally because sally tried to like stop him well i think he just found glee like you know he's this like ghoulish monster and Santa is supposed to be this representative of joy and happiness and a very joyous holiday. And I think that kind of got him off a little. Uh, I have to say that one of my favorite scenes during that song is when he thinks he has he has Sally and Santa and he's about to like do the crane so that they can like be dipped into like whatever acid sort of liquid that was and it yeah. and he pulls it down and there's jack just looking at him and he's like hello yeah. oogie and i was like ah <laughs> you're like look i've never been more attracted to a skeleton before i 
definitely want to say that, like, Jack um, was one of my first crushes as a kid. <laughs> and you're like, it's a skeleton, but you're a kid, and you're like, I love like, That gave away huh? your thing for really tall men. Tall and skinny. <laughs> no, oh, my You yeah. never Maybe there was something subconscious. I'm, you know, it was, uh, my, Polly's my, uh, my Jack Skeleton. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm not crafty enough to be Sally, though. She literally could sew her own arm on, so. <laughs> I don't think I could sew my own arm on. She was, she was crafty, but I love you uh, putting Oogie Boogie down. I'm definitely going to be putting some Nightmare Before Christmas uh, songs on the list. But I'll hit number seven, and it's part. It's a song from another. First of all, it's not on the original list that I sent you. I came up with it this morning. Um, but it's another movie that you had never seen and I had introduced you to, and it's another perfect um Halloween uh, movie, and it's the Time Warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, remember, Brittany, when I showed you the Rocky Horror Picture yes. Show? Yeah, I almost put a song from there, and then I was like, and then I sat there, and I went, man, I'm really amazed Tia didn't put anything from there. And then whenever <laughs> you said that, I was like, wait a second, I can already feel where this is going. I want to say also, by the way, talking about like childhood crushes at Jack Skeleton, I'm pretty sure that Tim Curry, Tim Curry as uh, Dr. Frankenfurter was my sexual awakening. Um, <laughs> so gorgeous. But no, I, so the Rocky Horror Picture Show is one of like the most iconic, like cult classic sort of movies, which it's funny. I found this out that when they originally were doing the movie, it was meant to be, like, a satire on all of, like, the B-rated, like, horror films of the day, right? Yeah. Um, it was never, like, meant to be taken seriously, but it's so great, and they have a bunch of, like, really iconic songs, but one of them has to be the Time Warp, and literally, I would... So, the Time Warp is during this moment where... Susan Sarandon's character, and I don't know who played her, like, fiancé in it, but they get to this very large mansion in the middle of nowhere because it's raining and they got a flat tire. And so they're in this mansion with all these very interesting characters, let's say, and they're throwing this, like, party that almost looks like a New Year's Eve party, and they're doing the time warp. And there's literally a dance to it. Um, And if you go online, literally people have, like, mapped out, like, how to do the dance. You know, it's like, it's just a thrust to the left, you know, and it's stuff like that. And, um, you know, they, it's so great and there were times when I was like going to this bar every week because they would do a karaoke night and during the karaoke night you could also request like a song to play in between and there were many times where like because there was this like group of people who would come and it was so interesting because they all like wore suits so it's like you could tell they all had their day jobs and they were just coming to like hear for 
uh, to, like, let loose, and they'd always play, like, the funnest songs, but they would always request Time Warp to play. And you're literally sitting there, like, listening to the instructions of how to do the dance, you know? And I just love it. It's like, let's do the Time Warp again. (laughs) I love this song. I love this movie. Um. I definitely feel like I want to watch all of the movies that these songs are inspired from today. I I was going to say my mom when I was growing up, but I think I've told you the story too. I said, uh, you know, I was telling my mom how I'd never watched them. And she said, she goes, she was like uh, telling me that people were obsessed with it back in the day and had such a cult following that. We have, like, a really old uh, theater, like, it's very historic, and it's been restored a few times, and, I mean, it's, like, it's a theater that only has one screen, right, but this one screen is, like, bigger than most, like, screens, like, combined, almost, you know, like, it's, like, a whole theater dedicated to one screen, and what they used to do there is they used to show that movie constantly, and Mom would tell me about how people would actually come with, like, umbrellas and open up the umbrellas at the exact same time as, uh, like, you know, the raining scene, like, at the beginning. They still do that in New York City in the village. They still show the Rocky Horror Picture Show there, and they still uh People reenact, they throw things, you know, they're common costume. It's a huge thing still to this day. And I love that, like, that is the case when it comes to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Because at least to me, I think it's such a great movie. And people who are fans of it, like, as soon as you told me, right, that you had never seen it, I was like, we're watching it, I don't give a fuck, like, sit down, right? But... Uh, that is what happened to me. <laughs> like, I was in high school. It was Bryant, uh, his sister, Bianca, really loved the Rocky Art Picture Show. She talked about it all the time. She, like, reenacted, like, the songs. And I was like, I've never seen it. And she was like, sit down, we're watching it now. And it's <laughs> like, if you're, a, if you're a fan of the movie, it just, like, beckons that sort of reaction. You're just like, what do you mean you've never experienced the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think it's also, it's like, you want to completely, like, watch somebody have their first experience with it. It's kind of like, like, I like to do first plays of games because I know people like to watch somebody have that first experience and, like, witness it. But, yeah, I guess that's like everybody else with that. They're like, wait a second. I'm about to watch you, like, blow your mind (laughs) that is true it's it's a it's really lovely seeing the reaction because i've never really met anyone who say dislike the movie after seeing it i just love it i love the time warp it like it's such a fun uh energetic sort of uh, song and if you're at a halloween party because it's like oh it's like it's a halloween party like what dancing is there to be had it's like she put on the time warp like Forget about the Cupid's Shuffle. Forget about the electric slide. It's all about the time warp. <laughs> right, right. I, I wish I would have done more, like, dance things. I definitely want to dress up for Halloween. I know. Oh, God. To me, it was like, um, 
I don't know, like, what I'll be able to do this year for Halloween with everything going on. I did order a mask that had Jack Skeleton on it, and I'm waiting for it to come in the mail. So I'm like, at <laughs> least I will feel... I was like, at least I'll feel somewhat Halloween-ish, um, but who knows what's going to happen with all that. Uh, to me, I always felt like New York Comic Con was also my chance to, like, dress up and be very Halloween-ish, and we didn't get that this year either, so I know. But <laughs> Time Warp was number seven. Brittany, what is your number six? I feel like I'm going to go ahead and do uh, – I'm looking at my – I'm going to go ahead and do uh, Superstition. You know, the um, very superstitious. Right on the wall. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Do you remember uh, the Haunted Mansion with uh, Eddie Murphy? Yes. (laughs) That's the first time I'd ever heard that song as a kid. I was obsessed with it, T. I was obsessed because uh, they played it constantly. I had a moment the other day where I was like, yeah, you know, they made a whole ride after that movie. And somebody was like, Brittany, no, that was the other way around. It was, um, they they made the movie after that one uh, ride. And I remember, um, by the way, it's, it's Haunted Mansion's Disney, right? I believe so. Do you ever find it funny that Eddie Murphy got into so many kids' movies, but he was, like, one of the raunchiest, like, comedians? It's kind of like uh, Robin Williams, where it was, like, he was a very raunchy comedian. And it's, like, Eddie Murphy played in so many kids' movies, but he was very, like, a shock jockey, like, uh, type comedian. Like, very, like, oh, shock value. But, um, but yeah, that movie was so wild. And, by the way, that movie has horrible ratings. I'm almost positive that the last time I checked, it had really bad ratings. But I love that movie. I love the whole plot of, like, oh, is she reborn of, like, his lost love, you know, who got murdered by the butler and all this stuff. But I remember, remember, at the, I think it, I don't know if it was at the beginning or the end of the movie, that song always played, and I would always rewind it back to that point just <laughs> to hear that song over and over again. And I always felt like that song very much encapsulated um, Halloween, too. Um, by the way, that song Superstition by Stevie Wonder came out in 1972, so for shame, Brittany, for shame, um, no, but I love, what did you say? What, what, because I hadn't heard it before then? Yes, it's such a good song, freaking very superstitious, writing on the wall. <laughs> just the way he sings it, too, is just so great. And, like, the music, you can tell there's, like, you can tell there's some sort of trumpet or something in that song. It's a very good uh, sounding song as well. No, it's so uh on par for like halloween you know superstitious and and uh you know the creepy eeriness of halloween i love it um i think definitely it encapsulates encapsulates uh what halloween is all about (laughs) but really funny what you said about eddie murphy um I will now always go back to his recent um, stint on SNL 
because before the pandemic happened, he like uh, hosted SNL, which was like the first time that he had been back to Saturday Night Live since I think he was in it like decades before. Right. Um, And in the beginning part of his like monologue, he was saying something like, you know, if 30 years ago you had told me that I would be a stay at home dad who goes to bed at eight and lives a fairly like nice, boring life. He goes, and Bill Cosby would be in jail right now. He goes, I would have taken that bet. Um, Because apparently 30 years ago when Eddie Murphy first came onto the scene, as you said, his stand-up was very raunchy. And he had said they had a feud back in the day because Bill Cosby would call – Bill Cosby would call up Eddie Murphy and say, you know, um, your stuff isn't kid friendly. You're very raunchy. It doesn't, you know, uh, it doesn't do a good example to young people who are listening to you. Like, yeah, they were in like a feud back in the day because Bill Cosby didn't like how, yeah, how raunchy Eddie Murphy's stuff is. And it's like, Bill Cosby, look at what you were doing back in the day. And you had the the audacity to to criticize Eddie Murphy? Mm. I would say, too, um, I don't know if I'm, like, pulling this out of my butt, but I'm almost positive this was how it was. Do you remember that SNL had, like, a, ma- a mass, like, like firing of their SNL cast because it had gotten so bad that yeah. they just did a completely clean house. And I think Eddie Murphy was like one of the only survivors of it. And I think, was it Chris Farley? I'm trying to think of who survived it. Like, cause they fired everyone, every single one of their comedians, except for like two. You probably are right. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, I just thought that that was funny. So that's where that monologue is comes from with Eddie Murphy, where it's like, you know, he's like 30 years later, he's like, I'm in all these family-friendly projects. He's like, I'm a stay-at-home dad. He's like, I have, you know, this kind of like very boring life, which is nice. You know, he's like, and he goes, but back in the day, I'm getting Bill Cosby, who's apparently, you know, back then was supposed to be like, you know, America's like grandpa or something telling me how raunchy my shit is and then come to find out what the fuck Bill Cosby's doing and now he's in jail for it. You know this, right? Like, I'm not like uh, giving you new facts. Like, I remember even um, my, which I find this kind of like slightly not ironic. I'm not going to get a word for it. Um, So my ex-husband, when uh, his parents would always want me to go to their church, always wanted me to go to their church, and I hated going to theirs, right? It was very, like, holier-than-thou type of attitude with everyone, where, um, like, I get where people, like, and I'm religious too, but it's, like, where they're very, like, putting on a show during it, and I remember that there was, like, they put on like little videos every now and then like right in the middle of like oh this is a good lesson you know from a show because it was supposed to be like relatable and they put on like a monologue from bill cosby and i was like you had this dude playing in churches like not laughing about what he did but i mean the freaking like irony like how how much he had people fooled as like this like good like wholesome sort of wow 
<laughs> I can't believe that. Okay, so I don't know why that just reminded me. I'm we're going like very off course, but I don't really care. That's you know that's where we have the most fun. Um, you know, I'm Catholic and obviously grew up in the Catholic Church, uh, going to mass, whatever. And do you remember when Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ came out? Yes. My like, I swear for however many Sundays that I would go to church, but the priest would be sitting there saying, like, I urge everyone to go see Passion of the Christ. It is a responsibility of all Catholics to watch it. And I'm like, why would I want to see a movie like this? I'm like, I don't know. To me, I sat there and I was like, why do I want to see a movie about, like, Jesus being tortured or something? Like, to me, I just, like, I didn't see why that would be such a push and I bet you that that is really where that movie like gained as much money as it did was because there were plenty of priests all across the world uh trying to hardball their freaking uh parishioners into going to see this movie Oh, man, I remember, like, I think my parents watched it at home, and I think I hit a point where I was like, no, I'm out, I'm out. I'm, I have I'm heard it was very gruesome, and I think my mom had heard gruesome. that. Yeah, I think my mom had learned that from another friend, and she's like, well, I don't want my daughter, you know, who's a kid at this point when that came out. She was like, I don't want my daughter to be seeing this movie. It's like, I don't give a shit what the subject line is. If it's a gory, gruesome movie, my child's not going to see it. And it's like, so it's very strange now that I think about it that, like, the priest is sitting there trying to, like, say, like, you should go see this movie. Uh, I I I uh I remember there's like the part with like the cattails and stuff, and I that was the only part I had seen that I had walked up at that moment, and that was the one where I went, okay, I'm out of here, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Wham, bam. No, thank you, ma'am. Wham, bam. No, thank you, ma'am. Uh yeah, no, I I completely agree. But uh, going back to your song, Superstition, this is a classic. I um, I loved watching, not watching. Sorry, I loved listening to the Amy Winehouse uh station on Pandora, and this song for some reason, which is fine, would always come up on her station and so it's like it's you know it's the best of both worlds you have like all the same winehouse uh, music you have stevie wonder who in general is like this wildly talented man um and i really think that like superstition is probably one of his most iconic songs of all time and it's a great halloween song so you know what i approve I got to get approval. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. <laughs> Let me go to my list here. Uh, let me see how many I have first. One sec. Okay. Like, Let see. I'm like, what am I doing? Um, so I'm going to do a song that isn't, say, necessarily like what Shuna calls it. Uh, in a movie or anything, I just think that, like, the themes of it is really Halloween-ish, and it's Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie. I don't know if you've ever heard this song, Brittany. I'm sure it sounds familiar. I feel like I've probably heard it and just not, like, thought of it. Yeah, this, um, 
this song to me is uh, encapsulates all like your favorite zombie sort of uh, themes to Halloween that you would just love. But yeah, I love Living Dead Girl by Rob Zombie, um, who, you know, has also created his fair share of Halloween-ish sort of films. Um, And to me, it's like he's also had a lot of, like, great, like, classic songs. And I feel like Living Dead Girl is definitely one of, like, the best ones. I just love the, like, the actual um what you calls it the uh, the like instrumentals to it it's very like that dark goth like industrial sort of sound and it's just like all about this like living dead girl it actually was in one i think like the bride of chucky or something like that it was definitely in that movie because there was also uh by the way whenever i hear living dead girl it does instantly make me think of uh i zombie yes which funny enough they never used the song in the actual show it would have been perfect that would have been really good i know that tia like loves rob zombie though like like if she met him she would probably die i'd probably be terrified to be honest with you like he what'd you say so why is that? Why would you be terrified? He just, you know, the, like, movies that he makes and shit. I'd just be like, oh, God, don't kill me. <laughs> He's like someone that's legitimately sat there and thought of all the ways that somebody could die because they're thinking of a good movie. Exactly. Like, have you ever seen any of his films? Like, The House of a Thousand Corpse and freaking, they're very graphic. Which, you know, that reminds me, uh, I was going to tell you, um, so you know how I got an, an Oculus Quest, right? I got a VR headset, which next time you come to Arkansas, you inst- you have to do it to you. You would, you would be so happy. But um, there is a, a video that can play with Freddy Krueger, and you can, like, uh, it, you can't interact with this world, but it's supposed to be, like, telling his story. And I'm telling you, I was so scared. Like, it was the first time I had been scared in VR, and I obviously knew it wasn't real, but seeing Freddy Krueger, like, slowly sliding his little, like, knife fingers, like, in front of your face, and then suddenly disappearing and appearing next to you, I was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Like, I was done. I was so done. So, you talking about this makes me think of Freddy Krueger, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, he's equally, like, a terrifying person. Um, Yeah, no, I just love this song, Living Dead Girl. I just feel like it's, it is this, like, very dark, um, you know, creepy, eerie sort of song. The lyrics, you know, um, just, uh, it's so good. It's, like, it, it's a very much a Rob Zombie song like if you know uh rob zombies like uh his music it's it would play and you'd be like oh that's a rob zombie a song i just love it it always like this sounds really strange because it's probably not the traditional uh sort of song for this but it always reminds me of like a like a stripper i know that sounds weird but like a very like dark like sort of like i could imagine like a movie scene you know like a woman with like 
very tall, like, stiletto heels and shit like that. And it's, like, you know, very, like, uh, very goth and shit like that. I don't know. It just gives me those, like, very dark feels. I was going to say, um, it really makes me want to listen to this song afterwards. They're kind of like, because I, I get what you're talking about. Like, that, there's a lot of songs that you go, well, why do you think of this? Why do you think of that? And it's like, no, just just hear me out. Imagine <laughs> the scene in your head. Just, like, imagine it and put it to life right now. See, this is the thing is that, like, it always inspires, like, these sort of thoughts in my head whenever the, like, story thoughts, right? Like, yeah. to me, I listen to this song, and I always think about Lexi. Like, always. Oh, yes. it, to me, it's, like, the perfect uh, song. So you definitely have to listen to it afterwards. It's such an amazing song. But, uh, Brittany, what is your number four? I think, let's see. My my last two are going to be from the same movie, but tell me, tell me, do you love Hocus Pocus? Yes. <laughs> I, of course I love I Hocus Pocus. Love so, you know, it's like, what was it, the Sanderson sisters? And it's like, we'll come back in a hundred years and we'll come for your little children. And he's like, basically just like wanting to eat the life force of children. But on that note, it's the Come Little Children. Uh, Which, uh, I love that by um oh gosh uh, Jessica Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Which by the way, when you told me that's who it was, I did not believe you at first. I was like, "There's no way, there's no <laughs> way." That's uh, Carrie Bradshaw from uh, Sex and the City. I know uh, everything always leads back to Sex and the City for Chia. Like, it does. okay, um, do you know? Um, Oh, uh, Trixie Mattel and, uh, oh, and Katya from, yes. uh, yes. And you know, they all have their own show on, uh, on YouTube. Yes. Uh, I love listening to them. Uh, he was Sex of the City is like Katya with, uh, with, uh, Contact, I think is the movie that she's obsessed with. And everything always leads back to it. Everything always leads back to that movie. And that's with you and Sex in the City. Well, I can't help it. It's a great fucking show. <laughs> Apparently so, or else it wouldn't have lasted a million and ten seasons. <laughs> it lasted six. Long enough. <laughs> but, um... I, I'm going to say, um, watch it, seeing you know, all the reruns always playing on uh, E, like the, was it E News or E? I can't remember. But with Come Little Children, I always remember, because I can't remember what the sister's name is, but with her singing, and it was so eerie. And after that sister had been so, like, um, almost airheaded, very, like, I'm the most beautiful sister, you know, and very, like, um, very just ditzy and to see her like do that very eerie song after everything had been kind of playful and doing the come little children song and like all the children starting to like walk down the streets and like go that way i found it so scary and it definitely took the movie in a different turn where the song itself is very well sung and very well put together but what it was making it do and knowing those children would die. And when you think back to it, 
I don't think Disney could get away with a lot of these themes now. Because if you remember the, oh, I can't remember the, the, the dude's little sister that dies at the beginning and he gets turned into a cat. Like, yeah. they wouldn't be able to be like, oh, yeah, that kid, uh, like that little girl died at the beginning of the movie. I feel like that would not fly as easily on a Disney channel now. You're probably, like, 100% right, because Disney is very, like, um, what you calls it, they're very iffy about having any sort of thing like that in their films today. I was going to say, because uh, that was what the song was for, too, was to bring those children in, because they were going to kill and eat all of them so that they could live forever, and not eat them in, like, the traditional sense, but eat them, like, their life their energy. Souls, right? Their soul is something like that. I remember they had to drink like a potion and it's been a while, forgive me, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. That's why as Tia knows, my problem is and the way I was explaining it on the stream, is I always remember most of anything, but I'm awful at names. Like I forgot <laughs> I forgot Ansley's name one time. Did I tell you that? I had a moment. Yeah. I blinked out. I blinked out. It's a problem I have. Like, um I kept wanting to call her like Ashley and I was like, What the fuck is her name? And keep in mind we had been best friends for like years by this point, but my brain totally blanked on her <laughs> name. Like I I don't know if it's, like, an anxiety thing or what, but I could not remember. It's kind of like, I love the movie, uh, my favorite movie is Silence of the Lambs, but I always can't remember if it's lamb or lambs, like, plural. And I sat there, I was like, people are going to be like, you faker, you poser. (laughs) Well, I feel like every once in a while I call you, like, Cindy. (laughs) And it's like, wait, where did that come from? At least you haven't said it to my face. I feel like I have, though. That's what I'm saying. I feel like one day I I didn't do that. Maybe I did the opposite way. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know what? You might have. I'm going to be offended anyway, so I can have the right to be offended. Oh, you're talking about uh, mis, uh, mispronouncing Ansley's name. Hey, I never claim to be perfect. <laughs> Guess you do. <laughs> you you heifer but um you like tokus pocus right yes i said this at the the beginning see you're already forgetting things Brittany. no by the time, no, you, I, by the time I, you're my age you're gonna have alzheimer's <laughs> i didn't ask you if you've seen it i didn't ask you if you liked it Oh my god, I love this movie. Every Halloween season, it was like it's Hocus Pocus rewatch time. Um, I loved it. Just like the whole, um, I love the sisters, Bette Midler specifically, Sarah Jessica Parker as like the ditzy one. Um, you know, it was just so great. I forgot what the other sister's name was, but uh, she was, I guess, like, what'd you say? She's forgettable. Uh, which is. It's mean, you know, it's mean that to say that, I guess, but um, I, the no, things that... I'm not saying that, like, in a bad way, I'm just saying, like, nobody doesn't, people don't talk about her as much as the other ones. No, not at all. I'm not saying for any reason. Uh, but there's so many great scenes, like, I, I love Salem, the cat, like, 
one of my favorite scenes is when he gets like run over and you think he's dead and then his like body just balloons back up and he's like fine. I love the freaking uh the 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 mummy where who has like his <laughs> lips sealed shut and at the end he finally like cuts it open and he's like tells Bette Miller's character like piss off or something. I thought that was great. Something like that it would like like that was like bad for like a Disney show, like even if it was a slight curse word. Oh yeah, no, he was like he definitely like told her to like get the hell out or piss off or something. Oh, but the best was like when they're looking for Satan, they see like the guy dressed up as the devil and they're like, Oh my god, and he's like playing along with it and it's like there's no one realized like he's not really the devil and these women are actually witches. <laughs> I know. And then it also very sexual. His wife was not having it. Very. He was like, they wanted him, and he kind of wanted them, and the wife was not happy. Oh, speaking about uh, the way, like, this wouldn't fly with Disney today, because if you remember, the frickin' um, movie starts off with all three of them being hanged. Oh, yeah. It showed... Tell me if I'm not making this up in my head. Doesn't it show, like, their legs? Yes, it shows their feet, like, twitching. Well, that's pretty fucked up, Tia. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that would, not, uh, that would not fly today, I don't think. No, not at all. Uh, Disney's definitely become much more uh, restrictive. Same thing, though, with, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies are technically Disney movies. Um, and there are there are some cursors, there's some very adult themes, some very sexual languages, and it's, like, it's funny that that's actually, like, a Disney production. I know. Um, it is very interesting, that, but I feel like they opened up by being, like, basically, like, yeah, this isn't exactly for children, but we're going to sell it to children. <laughs> It'll go over their head. I feel like that was a big thing with things. It's like, you know, as an adult, like, hearing, like, jokes and shows and stuff, and I'm like, like, it's Spongebob, where I'm like, wait a second, that was sexual. And you're like, you know what, I like it, I love it. Oh, my God, there was so much in Spongebob that was sexual. Like, that totally went over all of our heads growing up. Like, if you look back, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you're like, I can't believe this. But, yeah, I sat there and I was like, this isn't very child-friendly. I love it, though. But I love Come Little Children. I love the whole, like, it's a very beautifully sung song, as you said. I wonder if that was actually Sarah Jessica Parker or they got someone else to sing that. But it is a it is a really, like, strangely, eerily beautiful song that is um, very evil in nature, even though it sounds so nice. Yeah, they're just eating children. It's fine, Tia. Yeah. It's fine. Just uh, three women wanting to kill a bunch of kids. It's totally cool. As they should be. No, I'm joking. I just knew it would get a reaction out of you. It. Re- you know what I thought about the other day? This is so random. But speaking oh, about I Zombie, I thought about Blaine the other day where it was oh, like... Uh, 
where it was like he just uh he killed a bunch of kids <laughs> like and it's like yeah, yeah but we just... love him so <laughs> oh, you're such a like a, a blaine apologist i was i am um by the way uh honorable mention the theme song to i zombie i am already dead is definitely a great halloween song but uh, so much one of the times i visited you Oh, my God. I one time downloaded the song, right? And I used to just play it. Like, it would end, and I would, like, play it over. Such a great song. Um, But Come Little Children is awesome. I'll take number three. So the next two songs of mine are from Nightmare Before Christmas, but they're actually different versions of the song, just because not that I don't love the original. The original original songs here are amazing it's just i really loved like the remakes of these so number three is going to be uh evanescence when amy the lead singer did sally's song and yeah. sally's song is in a nightmare for christmas song by sally and it's such like in general the song is this like beautifully tragic song but you know amy from evanescence has this beautiful voice and is really able to like add a whole another layer of emotion to this song and it's so beautiful and you know the whole song is sally seeing um jack who is now on this like mission to bring uh christmas to halloween and you know that it's going to go down a bad path and sally has always thought that way and she's like you know, she sees Jack, and he is, you know, not only this, but he's also, like, actually, no, I'm sorry, this is before, this is just when Jack, I believe, is pondering his own, like, life existence, because if you remember in the beginning of the movie, he's, he doesn't like being the Pumpkin King, he even, like, has where he's like, you know, I, Jack, the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old thing, you know, so it's like, he's, He's really questioning his whole existence here, and she's, like, pondering to herself, like, you know, what will become of my, you know, dear friend, but also her sitting there and saying, like, she loves him, and she's like, you know, will we ever be together, and the song says, like, you know, I think not, I think it's not meant to be, and it's, like, it's so sad, and it's so, like, tragic, but it's sung so beautifully that it's, like, you can't help but love it. I feel like it was definitely as a as a kid or as like a young person, it definitely spoke like when you really like liked someone, you really cared about them and just feeling that hopelessness of like not ever being able to realize that with that person. I think is and by the way, it's like Evanescence, so you know, Amy, she sings so well. I like how she's Arkansas's claim to fame though. <laughs> we're like oh, you want nothing well we have evanescence so <laughs> contribution <don't> want... <laughs> to society <laughs> i know hey we had conway twitty too so <laughs> the only th- hang on the only thing i ever knew about conway twitty was from family guy when peter would be like and now conway twitty <laughs> Oh, we have Johnny Cash, too, so... Oh, you know what? That's a good one, too. I, I listened to a lot of Johnny Cash growing up. Growing up. Oh, 
was that you know what's funny is on the subject of musicians. Um, I was asking some like um, like I had a very elderly neighbor when I was younger, and she would talk about how when Elvis Presley came to my town, he was booed off stage and like not allowed to play there because you know it was Arkansas back when like. Yeah, his hip thrusts were too much for these old women. <laughs> yeah, we don't need them corrupting our youth, Tia. You guys are corrupted enough without Elvis' wow, help. Wow, wow, Tia, thank you. <laughs> but, um, what should we call it? Yeah, it's, it's funny. When I was looking up uh, the Evanescence version of Sally's song, it says, like, underneath almost a description where it's like uh this song is very relatable because it's you know the girl who really likes the likes a boy and you know there's that unrequited love and especially in like sally's case where it's like she really cared for jack and he was like all over the place that he couldn't like stop to see it um because there's that something He's very neurotic, especially when he, like, gets in his head that he wants to bring Christmas to Halloween Town, and he's like, I need you to, you know, make this costume. I know you can do it. And she's like, I just don't think it's a good idea, Jack. And he's like, it'll be a great idea. I'll look great in it. And she's just like, listen to me, you dumb fuck. (laughs) I know. I think it's also, like, the having someone you care about and almost, like, whether or not it's right to, like, enable their behavior with that kind of stuff, or if it's smarter to tell them no. Well, I mean, she wanted to tell him no, but, you know, in the end, like, Jack was the leader of Halloween Town, so it's like he was able to get all of these people to pretty much go against their nature. Like we saw how they were not doing a very good job of uh, bringing Christmas to Halloween town. It was very eerie and demented, but you know, when you showed me, I was like, man, this is pretty, this is pretty fucked up. I know. He was like, it's a bat and you can wear it as a hat. (laughs) I'm, like, talking about it smelling and stuff because, of the, like, you know, it rots. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But I love, like, oh, God. I I didn't know originally that Evanescence did a version of Sally's song, right? Until a couple of years ago when I was listening to Pandora and it came up and I was just like, wow, this is beautiful. I loved it. Which, by the way... We talked about before where, um, uh, what you calls it, where uh, Morticia and Gomez are goals, and they still are. But let's talk about how like everyone, like all the goth kids, want to be Jack and Sally. It's even in a Blink One Eighty Two song. We can be like Jack and Sally if you want, or you can always find me. We'll have Halloween on Christmas. <laughs> like everyone uh-huh. wanted to be fucking Jack and Sally. No, I was going to say that's, like, uh, what I was talking about, like, with the kids and stuff that were always, like, oh, everything was, like, Jack-themed, Sally-themed. It was, like, it was very funny, and it's, like, I, I guess as a kid, I'm, like, is it healthy? I was that person where it was, like, is it healthy to emulate people so badly like that? But then again, your kids, so, I mean, it could be worse, <laughs> 
could be. I never saw like harm in it. You know, it's a great movie. They're great characters. Um, and in the end, it does message. You know, I mean, it, it still has that like message. You have Jack, who is this like you know character where he's a skeleton and he's you know likes to scare people, but um, you know he recognizes that there's a good and there's a bad, you know? Yeah. I, I, and not saying like they're bad. I'm just saying like it, it, when I was in school, kids were so obsessed with this movie that it was almost like on, on unhealthy level. Well, it could be worse. It could be like, I never minded the kids who were obsessed because I was one of them, <laughs> I guess, but not, you know, like not so so extreme. I don't think I like. I definitely, I definitely had clothing. All right, I definitely had uh, accessories, but not like too. I, anyway, I think that it's not any worse than. I don't know if you had this down in Arkansas, but like the people who loved insane clown posse. Oh Did you my ever god, have those? Uh, juggalos. Yes. Oh yes. my god. I First of all, I didn't even know that was a thing, because, like, when I was, like, a late teen, early 20s, like, I had thought that Insane Clown Posse was something from, like, 10 years prior, and then suddenly this, like... What? What? I'm just laughing. I know what you're talking about. Yes. Well, I just thought it was a thing from, like, the past, right? And then suddenly it was, like, all these people came out as, like, juggalo. And it was, like, what? You know? And uh, all these people around me were getting, like, tattoos of, like, the hatchet man. Or they were, like, going out with the the face paint. And I was, like, what is going on here? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess... I mean, I guess no offense for any, like, juggalo that's, like, listening right now, but also kind of offense when I question um, your taste and things, if that's what you chose to be obsessed with. Yeah. No, I, I definitely with uh, juggalos, I was very, like, what is this? <laughs> Are you moving around, by the way? I'm, like, hearing things. I accidentally hit... Um... My face hit the speakerphone of uh, Skype, and it was the sound of my face rubbing against the phone. <laughs> good job, good job. But yeah, so that's my number three, Brittany. What is the number two on the list? Your number one, which I already know what it is, but I'm excited anyway. I was gonna say because um, I know, like, I was like, oh, hocus pocus, hocus pocus. But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll put a spell on you because uh, what was the name of the main sister? Can you help me? I cannot remember her name. Ooh, I mean, played by Bette Midler. But let me look it up really quick. I got you. I got thank, you. Thank you, girl. Thank you. I appreciate. Um, so, basically, when they come into the big Halloween party, uh, when the kids are, like, trying to escape the sisters, and they end up going, trying to get to their parents to say, hey, you know, these sisters are trying to kill us, mom, dad, help us, because, you know, in most cases, when you're a kid, you need mommy and daddy to help you, you need them to save you from the bad situation. Well, the sisters are there, and the main singer is, like, I think he, like, invites them up or something, and he's like, I can't remember what it was exactly. I think they got up on the stage so that they could see better into the crowd because, you know, they don't really get, like, the whole music thing. And so when they look down and they're like, well, she ends up singing the song. 
And I remember it was so playful, like, because it starts out slow, and, you know, I'll put a spell on you. It's very, like, normally, I think, a very calm, slow song that's, like, very eerie. So to hear it way more energetic, and, like, her so into it, and just suddenly, you know, you have the whole crowd of people under her spell when the kids are realizing, oh, we're not going to be able to get help from our parents at all, because she did put a spell on them and I just love the way she sings it and how like wild she is about it and knowing like oh shit even they're not even at max power they're like they're they're not even anywhere where they should be but it's like how much more powerful they could be but that song always comes to mind the the original and this version um so Bette Midler's character is Winifred, uh, Winifred, sorry, also called Winnie. Um, yes, yes, yes. I Put a Spell on You is a 1956 song written and composed by Jalousy, quote, Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Great freaking nickname. That's, that's um, a crazy name. Um, also, I really love, for those who are listening, Nina Simone's rendition of I'll Put a Spell on You. She does a very haunting sort of version of that song. But yeah, my introduction to the song was, this movie was Bette Midler singing I'll Put a Spell on You. And it's so great. Just her like, oh, she gets up on stage and you're like, what's happening? And she's like, just singing, which it's such a fantastic song. It's such a great Halloween song. It it has all of the uh, the attributes of like voodoo and everything very halloweenish you know like i'll put a spell on you because you're mine and it's like she's doing it to like you know just as you said completely get all of these like adults under her spell so that they can't help any of the children it's so good i think i'm sure bet midler actually sang that because i think she is also a singer as well um but yeah, I loved her oh, teeth love in it. that too, by the way. <laughs> I loved her lipstick. <laughs> I know, she had I like where it was like very small lipstick, like it didn't cover the whole entire lips. I, and I'm trying to remember, like, yeah, it was very like small, like very like at the front of her mouth. But what else did she play in? Bette Midler? She's a yes. huge actress. She's been in a ton of things. I was just trying to think of what else she was in that, like, really caught my attention. Don't worry. We'll look it up. That's what, uh, that's what this shit's for. That's what the internet was made for. Exactly. Oh, it's so funny. I don't know. I probably have said this before, but I think it's so cute that, like, there's so many times where I'll be with my grandparents and they'll be talking about, like, an actor or actress and they're like, you know, is that actor or actress, like, you know, an older actor or actress? And they'll be like, is that person dead? Oh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to find out some way. I guess we'll never know, huh? And I'll be like, I can just pull up my phone and look it up and see if they're dead or not. <laughs> we do before the internet. It's almost like we had to read the newspaper. Well, that's probably what it would be. Um... Let's see, what has Bette Midler been in that you would have known? She's also, like, a Tony Award winner. So she's that, yeah, she's, like, a singer and shit. She was in What Women Want, um, The Stepford Wives. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, 
let's see television uh this is gonna like bother me because i'm like i feel like she's been in like more than more kid stuff where you know where you'd be like oh i saw her as a kid yeah she was in like the nanny she was in like seinfeld and shit um she was in everything yeah she's been in things you know she also like was in a lot of Broadway stuff. She's been in shit. She's Bette Midler. She's she's stunning. Um, she's stunning. But I, I do love I Put a Spell on You by Bette Midler in the context of Hocus Pocus. And in general, it's such a great Halloween movie. It's just, it's so good. Like, I, oh, I love every song on this list. Like, I just want to put them in a playlist and just play it. I'm probably going to do that. i got to get in the spirit. October's so long, isn't it? Like, I feel like we've been in October forever, and it's only the 18th, and there's 31 days. I can't wait. Like, I have some Halloween decorations up, like a few things. I need to get a new pumpkin. I think one of mine is, like, rotted, which is sad. Um, But... I got online, like, stickers for the windows, and that's coming Tuesday. I'm like, can you come sooner? Like, I yeah. need to put these, like, they're, like, bat wings and, like, spider webs and shit. Like, I need to put that up. I need to, like, get on my better, like, Halloween game because, like, my mom goes crazy in her decorations, and I feel like uh, mine is just not up to par. I think yours will be amazing. I know. I I wish I was doing more for Halloween right now. That's why I'm pretty excited that we did end up like doing our uh, our pumpkins. Right. Like, oh gosh. But um, I love. I put a spell on you. We are down to the number one in our top ten Halloween songs. Let's go through the list before getting to the number one, and it's going to be number ten, the Monster Mash. Number nine, the Adams Family theme song. Number eight is the Oogie Boogie song. Number seven is the Time Warp. Number six is Superstition. Number five is Living Dead Girl. Number four is Come Little Children. Number three is Evanescence version of Sally's song. Number two is I Put a Spell on You from Hocus Pocus. And number one is another... Um, remake of a song from nightmare before christmas but and again the original is fantastic but i just love the uh remake here and it is marilyn manson's version of this is halloween i like first of all if anyone knows like marilyn manson's whole um uh style of the singing right it's it's very eerie it's very creepy and i think it just does such a good job in like doing this is halloween and what my favorite part i think of marilyn manson's version as opposed to like the original version is you know in the original version where they're like you know this is halloween this and then when they go like you know i am the you know moon at night i am this you know and it's like it's very like almost playful scary. yeah and it's like it's very fun right but like in marilyn manson's version he's like very creepy his voices that he puts on for like you know you, to me it's like scarier like it, it really yeah. makes like, ooh, you know, where he's like, I'm, you know, the one hiding under your bed. And you're like, oh, my God, no, <laughs> not, not you. <laughs> not my bed. Yeah. 
But I just love his version of This Is Halloween, and I just love the song in general. It's the first song that you hear in, um, you know, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. It starts off, you know, it's like, dun, 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 dun. And, you know, and I love that, like, how Marilyn Manson recaptures that in his version, you know, and it's like just explaining what this world is and you know this is halloween and this is this town you know in this town we call home everyone hail to the pumpkin throne and it's like oh my god <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> i would say when uh when i was younger i when i first realized there was like actually like that tape because i love those songs right even though i hadn't watched the movie i had heard the songs quite a bit right and I, when they came out with the CD, and I remember somebody burned me the CD for it. I was like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> I love it. I love Marilyn Manson's version of this song. Just, it's so good. His affliction in his tone, the, like, gritty, gnarly sounds of the song. It's just, like, it's great. And, again, it's, like, I love the original version, but um, certainly a huge fan of Marilyn Manson's version. I just, I like Marilyn Manson's music, man. Uh, I like, <laughs> I, you know, it's good fucking music. Like, you, like, Marilyn Manson was one of the, like, original, like, shock, like, performers, right? You know, um, the way he, like, looks, the way he dresses, and his music style is very just out there and off the cusp, but it's just, it's so good to me. And the fact that you have someone like that who is going to do, um, a song that's so iconic as this is Halloween is great. And by the way, I love like the bookends of this uh, top 10, the top, the number 10 is monster mash. And the number one is this is Halloween. I feel like those are good bookends for this, uh, this list. uh, Incorporates everything we've been talking about. Exactly. Exactly. But Brittany, are there any um, uh, honorable mentions that you have for us? I'm trying to think, because I feel like any song from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas has been really good, like, what's this? (laughs) And then um, I'm trying to think what else I really liked out of, like, just, like, Halloween songs, but I can't really think off the top of my head. Um, So I have a few. It's the Ghostbusters theme song. Oh, Um, my God. (laughs) the ghostbusters theme song the freddy krueger theme song um thriller by uh michael jackson is always like an iconic one um and i feel like any song from the rocky horror picture show like uh the what what's the one i'm just the seat Transvestite from transsexual transylvania Song. I almost put that one because I remember I was like, what is this song? And I was like, I love this song. I'm telling you, like, seeing uh, Tim Curry's Dr. Frankenfurter come down from, like, the stairs and he has that, like, cape on and he just flings it off and he's wearing that, like, corset type of outfit. I was just like, I, I, I just, I just saw, like, the light. Right now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I saw that and I was just like, "Yep." 
I guess this is uh, how I find out a few things about myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like any song from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, all of the songs of Nightmare Before Christmas, I mean, we didn't even like get through all of them. There's so many in that, um, you know, Pumpkin King, all of them. The only, I guess, song that you wouldn't consider uh, Halloween is uh, his song, What's This? What's this? There's magic everywhere. What's this? <laughs> by the way, oh, guys. By the way, do you think is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Because this is oh, a debate. Halloween, definitely. I saw people who were like, "It's a Christmas movie," and I'm like, "It's a Halloween oh, movie." <laughs> I would not, not watch Christmas that to get in a Christmas mood. No, right? I was just like, are you kidding me? What the hell? Did Beetlejuice have any songs? I'm tr- oh, yeah. I- he had a song or two in his. What did he have? Deo. Deo. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, never mind. That, I, I'm not counting it. You're <laughs> not counting it. Yeah, I was trying to, like, look at, like, um you know, Halloween songs, like, on, uh, on the interwebs, and, you know, there was, like, some that good that came up, but I think that we, like, rock this list. I think this list is fucking awesome. I, I really enjoyed this one more. I was like, we can just have fun with it. And that's what the top tens are all about, having fun, and, you know, again, getting in, like, the Halloween mood. I love this. Um, Obviously, we have, I think, another Sunday or two within October, so we'll have to come up with other uh, Halloween sort of uh, themed top tens. I'm thinking about maybe a top ten, like, fun Halloween movies, and you would have things like Ghostbusters, Nightmare for Christmas, Rocky Horror Picture Show, not the ones that would, like, terrify the shit out of you. Yeah, I have Hannibal Lecter to any of these. I need you to step up your game. Oh my god. You already put him in last week's top ten. He showed up in the top ten. The Tia. You don't understand. I swear I could do anything and Brittany would find a way to add Hannibal Lecter into the mix. You know what? I'm going to start doing that with uh, Gareth from The Walking Dead. See how you like it. I I love it, which reminds me, uh, I can't wait for uh, for continuing on what we were doing after, like before the podcast. Yes, but um, Brittany, I had an amazing time with this uh, top ten Halloween songs. Before we go, please let everyone know where they can find you, what you got coming up on the horizon, all that good stuff. Gonna say you can always find me at twitch at itty bitty brit and twitter at itty bitty brit zero i have an oculus uh quest 2 now which now means i can stream in vr which means i can play scary games in vr and i already hate it i'm already nervous about it i don't know why i did that but i was gonna say that sounds terrifying (laughs) i know but I did get excited because I figured out a way to bring up Twitch chat while in VR so I could actually read what people are saying while I do it. So I felt like a fucking genius. 
You are. You're smarter than the average bear. <laughs> uh, that's the nicest thing she's ever said to me. Uh, but, um, yes, please, everyone, make sure that you check that out. Um, she, as I said, Brittany just had her one-year anniversary on Twitch. So please check her out. She is a very dedicated, talented individual who is, uh, you know, my best friend and I enjoy doing uh-huh. these uh, top tens weekly with you but as for me make sure that you check me out at Twitter and Instagram Tia Fabi you can also check me out at geekvibesnation.com which has links to all of our social media accounts we are definitely doing the work um, I just put out my review for Hel- uh, Hulu's Hellstrom which as I said it's a really good show. Definitely deserves your attention. Um, don't listen to you, you know what it is, Brittany, really quick. You know, it's one of those things where it's like because uh Hellstrom isn't really connected to the MCU and you know, it's kinda like a throw like people are counting it as like a throwaway series, like uh, you know, it nothing's coming from it, you know, so who cares, right? And it's like yeah. uh I hate that. Like they still made it. They still acted. It's still really good. Like, just because Say Nothing's coming from this, like, you should still watch it. It's really good. Make sure you check it out. And happy Halloween, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. Happy Halloween. Bye, guys.